podcast. Always be cool. The show where your host, DZ and BK, showcase your local business and real estate pros going gangbusters in leadership, community involvement, and just being cool. Here are your hosts, serial entrepreneurs, mortgage experts at Summit Lending, and partners in crime, Darren Copeland and Bobby Kerr. All right, hey everybody, it's the Always Be Cool podcast with Bobby and Darren, BK and DC, hanging out with our great buddy, Mr. Jamie Bluma. Welcome to the show, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the invite. Absolutely. I've been watching yeah, all the other ones, hoping that I'll get the call. And Heck I got yeah. the call. <laughs> <laughs> got called up. You did. Bring You're it in. You're ready to go. You're used to that. Good. You're used to that. Right on, man. Well, hey, I'll, I'll start with a quick intro, yeah, and then do. we'll get rocking from there. So... Mr. Jamie Bluma, born May 18th, 1972 in Beaufort, South Carolina, grew up in Owasso, Oklahoma. Yep. Former Tulsa, Tulsa area, right? Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. talk a little bit about Owasso from a baseball standpoint. That's awesome. Former Major League pitcher, pitched 17 games for the Royals in 1996, perfect 5-for-5 five five in save chances, drafted in 94 in the third round by KC, member of the Sports Hall of Fame at Wichita State University. Very cool. Still holds the school records and saves and appearances. Three times co- College World Series participant, twice in the championship game. 18 and a third innings, uh, postseason of college uh, baseball, only gave up one earned run. That's a good story, too, the one earned right. run. We'll oh, we're going to have a that. bunch of good stories, man. <laughs> Red, White, and Bluma is your charitable organization raising hundreds of thousands of dollars, has a passion for helping veterans, and overall just one awesome dude. Jamie Bluma, welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks, yeah. yeah, It's funny to hear all of that. You forget right. all the things that you did. We actually we, yeah. we do a lot of research. You don't wake it. up every day and say that to yourself? No, I don't. No. Jamie, no. we actually do more research now than what we did like in high school and college. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. I am no longer the saves leader nor the appearances leader, which does that. I've been passed. Actually, my little oh, brother yeah. broke my saves record after I had left. I did see And that. then Noah Booth, who which does that guy, he broke the all-time appearances record. You know, so that's pretty credit cool. Credit where credit's due. You've got right. yeah. you're, you and your two brothers, all three attended Correct. Wichita State yeah. play baseball, right? Yes. Older brother was on. The, so we all have our own little niche. Like older brother won a national championship right. in 89. Uh, and then I went to three college World Series and obviously got a chance to pitch professionally and then pitch in the big leagues. Then my little brother uh, was there and was in the College World Series. And then he was a two-time All-American. I was never an All-American. I had Darren oh, wow. Dreifert. I had Darren Dreifert in the same bullpen. Right, I remember. So he got all the he got all the. So he drafted was like second overall, second overall right? A Rod. Yep, yep. A Rod, yeah. and then and then Darren in '93. Uh, what well, wasn't yeah. uh, wasn't Darren quite the hitter back in the day too? So he was. He didn't hit a yeah. ton as a freshman, but yeah. he, he was always a talented guy. And then his junior year. Uh, he ended up hitting 22 home runs that season. And the crazy thing about it is he had 11 of them in the postseason. Wow. So between the Valley wow. Tournament, the regional, we didn't do Super Regionals back then, and the World Series, he had 11. Well, and so that got us all the way to the National Championship game in 93. That's amazing. Which well, we lost to LSU for the second time because we did that in 91 as did well. Did they have Lyle Mouton? They did. Yep. Yeah, I still I talk to that. Lyle. Yeah, a lot really? of those guys. Yeah, we've all kept in touch. Actually, funny story with the College World Series just going on. Todd Walker, yeah. who was on a bunch of those teams. Uh, Todd's son is actually playing at Louisiana Tech, who Wichita State opened with this year. Oh, wow. Uh, and Todd does a ton of stuff for the SEC Network. So he and I text him back and forth. Uh, cool. Rick Green was the closer on the 91 team. Uh, he and I keep in close contact. We actually played together in the Arizona Fall League. Uh, and then years ago, they used to have a, a celebrity softball game down in Baton Rouge uh, to raise money for Two Seam Dream Foundation, which was Rick Green's thing and had a ton of us. It was right. always fun to go back because all I know is I'm just going to catch a bunch of hell <laughs> from all the dudes down there because we could not beat them. Isn't that the fun part, though? Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, those guys were good. Lyle Mouton, yeah. uh, Armando Rios. 
Chad yeah. Ojay. Wow. I mean, it, on and on and on. And we had dudes too, you know, with Dreifert and Tyler Green and Casey Blake. And right. We, we were, uh, it was fun. I mean, it was fun. It was sucked that we could never, we could right. never they beat the them. Yeah. We couldn't get them. We couldn't well, they get them. They were decent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they won five that decade. Yeah. There were Skip Berkman and that whole yeah, they, thing. So, they were kudos rock stars. To them. Well, if, yeah. if a lot of people don't remember, because you and I are basically the same age, just a few months apart. But man, back in the day, Wichita State was just an absolute juggernaut. So between 82, they went to the World Series in 82, and I've seen replays lately. That's when they got caught on the hidden ball trick. So that was Phil Stevenson, mm-hmm. Gene's uh, uh, brother. Um, they played for the National Championship then and lost to Miami. And then they went to the World Series in 88, 89, 91, 92, 93, 96. And so of those seven, we were part one of the We're six of them. Dude, that's incredible. Yep. And then another crazy tie-in that you guys don't know, watching the College World Series, you know Kyle Peterson that does the play-by-play for ESPN. His dad and my dad graduated high school together in Arlington, Nebraska, population 1,200. So actually Kyle and I met at the 88 College World Series. He was 14. He was 14. I was 16. And our dads were high school classmates. He ended up going to Stanford. And then made it to the big leagues with the Brewers. Right. And now he does what he does, college baseball, ESPN. So it's always fun to That's chit-chat crazy. with him and all that stuff. So, yeah, crazy to tie it all full See, circle. Right. Knowing you a little bit, you strike me as a person that um, in college you may have have lived a little bit and didn't just lock yourself in a dorm room or I don't an apartment and do some some studying. So I that's what I that. say. So both my brothers were academic All-Americans, and I was not an academic All-American, but I give them crap that I actually left my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> And you made the big. So, yeah. That's, that's so we, had, cool. we, had a, we had a good time. So. Exactly. Awesome. Well, one of the funny stories I remember way back in the day, I think it was one of the first Royals fantasy camps that I went to. And uh, and you were down there. This is like 10 years ago, right? And you remember Michael Chu? Oh, yeah. So Absolutely. Chu's like 29 years old. And I think you guys kept him out to like three or four in the morning that's or been something known to like that. Camp. Yeah, just yeah. rumors, right? Yeah, sure. Whataburger might have been involved. I don't know, right? But <laughs> also a distinct possibility. This dude looked green the next day, like he was in bad shape. But it, so I'll, I'll tell a story, and I won't name names, but that happened. So we always go to the Moon Saloon. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was under construction last year, so I wasn't able. We weren't able to take okay. the guys that first night. Right. So we took a guy that was on that I knew was going to be on my team, and we we got out of the van, get back to the hotel, whatever time it was, and he threw up when we got out of the hotel <laughs> and the next morning he had seven hits the next day in two oh, games i said this wasn't one, easy was no, it? I, no i'm not gonna say who it was <laughs> right no. said, you never know what your body can handle until you put it to the test exactly right. so, yeah you take it know. to the limits you were thinking that you were gonna have seven hits when you're getting out of that van and throwing up I, all over the deal no chance no, you're fine awesome. you're no fine so today we're gonna talk we're gonna talk obviously a little bit of baseball we like to tie in a lot of stuff adversity talk about leadership entrepreneurship all the cool stuff that you're doing in the community. So we're going to kind of cool. have a wide scope of stuff today. Um, so let's kind of start at the beginning. So obviously you, you were, I know in DC's introduction, he mentioned you being drafted by the Royals in the third round. You were actually drafted the year prior in the seventh round. Correct. By Houston, Houston Astros, Astros, right? Astros. Yeah, it was crazy. So the, their first round pick was Billy Wagner that year. So mm-hmm. I had known Billy from the Cape and some things. Wow. And so – I don't know what happened that year, but they didn't have a second round pick. They lost it because of something. I can't remember the the, the thing. It wasn't, so, wasn't banging on trash cans. Back it wasn't then. No, I, I'll reason. have to go back and look and see what it was. But I knew that they had some money laying around, and I knew I was a seventh rounder. And we had just gotten back from Omaha, and the the regional scouting guy, the area guy, uh, we just didn't get off on the right foot. And he ended up. I ended up going home to my parents, and you know, I just decided this something doesn't feel right, and they. 
backed out on an offer that they were going to offer me. And I was like, you know what? And I told my pitching coach, I said, I, I'm not going to sign him. I come back. He's like, don't be, don't be jacking with me now. And right. I said, no, Shane Dennis and I, Shane, Shane's coming back too. He got drafted by, I think, Toronto. And so we just decided. So Darren Dreifert and I actually flew to Alaska and we played in Alaska that summer in the Alaska summer league. Oh, and nice. it turns out that, that my center fielder in Anchorage that summer, Rolando Avila was the Astros 13th rounder. And they kind of had treated him like crap too. Wow. He was from a junior college in California, uh, I think LA Harbor. And so neither one of us signed. And so I had a good wow. summer and I thought maybe when I come back for the NBC tournament, they might offer me, but they didn't. And that was fine. And then went back for my senior year and tried to run it back a fourth time. In the well, that, yeah. And that was the whole thing is nobody had ever gone four straight years. So Shane and I had talked about that. And we lost a lot of guys. We lost Dreifert. We had lost some dudes, but so it, it meant quite like, a bit to the staff that you both came both back. Came back. Shane like, had, you guys were both planning on going to the, the bigs. Well, to the minor leagues. Mi- I mean, go, yeah, getting drafted. Yeah, to yeah, sign. Right. Yeah. That was our plan. I'd had a great junior year. I think I'd gone like six and one with 10, 12 saves and a, and a one something. So my thing was, what else do I have to prove in college? Right. I might as well go. But then the negotiations didn't work out. Like I thought they should. I was still a good student too and wanted to get that much closer to being able to graduate. And so it turned out to be the best decision. Now, I don't know if you know the story about when I got drafted by the Royals and my scout and all that. We want to hear that because yeah. did you have any sure. inclination that, I mean, being so close proximity, proximity wise to Kansas City that you were going to get drafted by them? No, I hadn't really talked to anybody. And going into the Valley tournament my senior year, I, I kind of pitched crap, like I had a bad outing. And so. Right. I was like, man, that sucks because I'd had such a good senior year. Jimmy Walker, not Jimmy J.J. Walker Dynamite, Jimmy Walker had pitched at KU, and he was a non-drafted junior and ended up being a third-round senior uh, two years before by the Orioles. I'm like, well, it can be done. But you really got a lot. Rare. But you right. gotta, you gotta be lights out. And I kind of stumbled right at the end. And I'm like, well, that's it. I'm gonna get a bucket of chicken and a plane ticket, and be right. a tenth rounder and and go play. And that was it. So right. I was, resi- you know, resigned to that fact, kind of. And so then we don't make it to the College World Series. We got beat out by Georgia Tech at home, mm-hmm. and that's where I gave up the one postseason run. Right, oh, your last brought, outing. Yeah, they brought me of into course. a game against Georgia Tech, and I had, think I hit Jay Payton with the bases loaded oh. in a game that I probably shouldn't have been in at right. all. But that was, and so that ended up being the last outing of my oh collegiate my career and right. I, get, I still give gene stevenson crap on that one like why was i even in the game but right and so i'm not really sitting around waiting around on draft day the first day and there was no cell phones back then so oh, i'm sure we're right. out doing something yeah and then i get a phone call the morning of the draft like hey the royals took you in the third round it was shocked day, the house yeah i couldn't believe it like were, oh were you God. pretty jacked absolutely we're, yeah yeah so ken gonzalez and dave hickerson who was a valley center head coach was a bird dog like, hey, we'll see you this afternoon, and we'll we'll sit down. Like, that's outstanding. So, awesome. So that's what happened. So we ended up at, at my apartment, and uh, we are going over all the paperwork. And I, I'll vividly remember it now that Kenny wasn't feeling great. Like, I don't know what was what was going on. He didn't feel great. He was, you know, kind of cranky. And, and it was my girlfriend at the time. It was her birthday. So I didn't end up going out to dinner with them. I ended up filling out all the paperwork uh, for the thing. and You couldn't sign quick enough, could you? No, and I was ready to go, and they offered me, uh, you know, almost the same amount of money I'd been offered the year before, which was crazy as a senior. Yeah, right. Um, I, at the time, it was the largest senior sign of all time because you have no bargaining power. Right. You know, it's fifty grand, which doesn't seem like you much. You can't say I'm going back to college, time, right? Yeah, and so I go to dinner with with the family and and all that stuff, and don't go to dinner with my. And I get a phone call the next morning on a home phone again, no cell phones, and it was Dave Hickerson. He's like, "Hey, Bloom, I got some bad news." Um, Kenny had a heart attack and died in his hotel room oh last my gosh. night. Mike. And you had just saw him 
the night before, hours. the night before. Wow. Like, I, I said, what does that mean? And uh, I mean, he's like, means you better go pitch your ass off, you know? And right. That was crazy. Like, wow. that was you were, it. You were the last person that yeah. signed a deal with with yeah. Gonzalez. And he was wow. the guy that, so he signed he Bo Jackson. Bo. Yeah, he signed he, Bo. He yeah. was the one that had a relationship with Bo. To get Bo, I mean, he was with his mom, with his yes, mom, and that the hotel. whole that was Ken. And so, wow. Casey Caysfield was named after Ken Gonzalez at one point. Like, like he was. I, I didn't know him obviously until then. And he had, from what I heard, he had. And he told me that that night. He's like, we wanted to draft you the year before. We had to pick after Houston in the seventh. Oh no! Wow. How crazy is that? That's crazy. Yeah. That's why we. And do so this. that's we why we ended stars. up being. That's why we took you in the third. Is because we we really, they wanted really you the want, year before. Want, yep. So we wanted to get you, and wow. And, and you probably that. you probably would have signed in the seventh round if the Royals would have drafted. Oh, I mean, if the negotiations were going well, absolutely, yeah. no yeah. doubt about it. Right. So, had you already started to build? Like, had you had a relationship with Ken? Like, no, I hadn't talked. To, I hadn't so even like, talked to him. Wow. Yeah, that was crazy. That's crazy. Actually, I still have the sheet. His his sheet draft sheet on me. It's framed and at the house. That's cool. Not going to say how I got it. that. We'll leave that off. Well, we'll, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but I have it, and it's it's like him I mean, grading you. Yeah, basically. the whole wow, thing. Yeah, man. yeah. It's I, I should take a picture of it and send it to you guys. I know we're just going to come over and see it, man. Yeah, yeah we're cool sure. Make sure we're clean <laughs> right, up. Exactly. Right. All right. Yeah. So speaking of scouts, so most everyone knows Art Stewart, right? Sure. Scout legend, Kansas City Royals legend. Rumor has it that you can do a pretty good impression of Art Stewart. <laughs> yes. Right. It's all right. right? Quick backstory. Okay. Yes. So my pitching coach at college, Brent Kimnitz, was able to talk with a whistle, <laughs> not knowing, obviously, we didn't even know who Art Stewart was. So that was one of his things. Mm-hmm. And he would say, Sammy Sosa wears safety glasses in sunny St. Louis. So it was. It goes, Sammy Sosa wears safety glasses in sunny St. Louis. <laughs> Spicy salsa. So, Spicy salsa. So fast forward, my first day in Eugene, Oregon. So Ken Gonzalez dies. I get on a plane and fly to Eugene for a minicamp. Right. Brian Polberg's my first oh, manager. Yeah. Crazy. No kidding. And so I'm hitting fungos to the infielders as a pitcher, and Art Stewart walks up to me. He's like, say, son, you got a nice sinker. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, man, that's unbelievable. Like, I'm like – Making that's, fun of Art Stewart, right, to his on face. Day one. At that time, he was probably eighty, and I'm, and I'm, I thought he was kidding around, but no, that's, that's how it's all. Right. I was like, I, so I almost got released <laughs> one day into my Royals first day professional career because I'm making fun of Art Stewart. Who's this smart ass kid? Because how he talked. Say, son, nice thinkers. <laughs> you got an ability to make a first impression. What, tell the story. I've heard this story before, where you kind of had a. A habit of wearing your hat backwards. So in Wichita State, I kind of got away with whatever. I mean, I would wear Zubaz pants during batting practice and whatever right. crazy hat, like the umbrella hat. Or, yeah. We were we won. Like yeah, my pitching right. coach, Kimnitz, will say now, like, I, if you hadn't pitched good, you, I wouldn't have let you get away sure, with all that right. crap. But you, you guys went he out. He gave you some slack to yeah, do Yeah, so that was always yeah. the thing, having fun. and So that first day, I'm shagging in the outfield, hat on backwards, you know, airing it out, doing whatever, having a good time. And Brian Polberg walks up to me and – Right in my face, and he said, "Son, you need to find your face." And I'd already probably pissed off Art Stewart, so now I don't know what's going to happen next. And I'm like, "Find my face!" Like I don't know what that means. But I'm like, "Yes, (laughs) sir." But he's like, "Uh, "Pretty sure the bill of your cap covers your face." Roger, he said, "I'm pretty sure King (laughs) Griffey Jr. earned it." Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I never wore my hat backwards again. Not professional baseball, right? 
Yeah. So that's I mean, a, things that's you a don't great know. Story. It's a good heads well, up. Well, just college stuff that you, you mean, and we had a good program, so we kind of thought we knew what was going on. Sure. And I used to think that Wichita State was good enough that we were the same as a double A team. You know, that's what we right. thought. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, that was it's untrue. like a good yeah. collegiate football program right. to think they could beat the right. NFL right. team. Uh-huh. So we're like, I would, I would, top 25 baseball, I would consider low A. Okay. Basically. Okay. That's about because, yeah. you know, up and down the lineup. You're not going to have guys up sure. on the lineup. But, right. Exactly. So, but back exactly. then, you know, Wichita State were pretty good. We're oh, like yeah. Double oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. We're we're legit. Not. Hey, speaking of stories, so I almost forgot about this. So, Fancy Camp 12, you know, and then we didn't have 13, but. You remember at, the years way better than me. I'm just so fortunate. Because you're hanging out four in the morning over it. Hey, <laughs> man, everybody's got their niche. you got to stay in your lane. <laughs> I know what I do well. You're, you're in a fog. <laughs> but tell the story. So. You, I believe, were heading to a pitching coach gig, and you came across an accident in oh, yeah. 2013, right? And you actually helped some – you were like, what, one of the first ones on scene? So we saw it happen. We were actually coming back. I remember it vividly. It was KU versus Georgetown okay. uh, in Lawrence, and I had ridden up there with a gal, and we were on our way back. It was an ice storm. Mm-hmm. So we had finished the game. If you remember that ice storm that year, I don't know what year that was, 2000. I don't know. 2013. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So right here on the notes. Um, <laughs> so we're coming back, and I remember we were at the wheel after the game. I'm having a beer with John Holt, and the weather's awful. Okay. And we both looked at each other like, if we don't get back to Kansas City now, we are all going to be stuck in Lawrence. Right. So let's, let's we got to go. So got in the car. We're heading back. We're going down K-10, obviously. Yeah. And we're going about 20 miles an hour. I mean, mm. it is terrible weather. Yeah. And... I look up and going westbound is a truck spinning. Oh my god! And there's no middle like no wire, yet, right? Like near Kill Creek, and I, I was like, oh my god! I hope that. And so, to our left is a Honda uh, CRV is passing us on the left, going way too miles fast. An hour. No, oh, no, no, right. not okay. crazy, right? But we're going twenty. Maybe they're going twenty-two, right? And so they're maybe fifty yards ahead of us, and they don't see it, and that. I don't know if they right. see it, then they can't. So that truck ends up spinning through the median and hits that Honda CRV and knocks it onto the side on its passenger side. And I'm like, right in front of you, right in front of us. Like, Oh my God. And so we got out to help and the driver's side door opens and it was the husband. Like I've got two kids in the car. And so I go to reach up to get the baby seat. Right. And. <laughs> Like what in the world? And I knew what it was, but man, I, I gotta get the, I gotta get the kid back to our right. car. So I get the kid back to our car and everybody's okay. The guy driving the truck was okay. Wow. The two kids and the wife and the husband. So they're all in the car and I'm standing outside of our car. It's still an ice storm. Right. Now traffic is backed up. I don't know how many miles fire trucks come and ambulances there. And the ambulance driver's like, is everybody all right? And I'm like, no, no. He's like, was the only one. He's like, what'd you do? I said, pretty, pretty sure I blew out the old wheel. So I knew I'd blow my Achilles. I didn't know how bad it was. So we ended up getting home. I was supposed to go to the Chiefs game the next day. And I'd limp into the house and I sit down in the recliner and I do the old test, you know, yep. to see. And there's nothing like yeah, that. Yeah, just nothing like, there. So thank God, Steve Joyce, who was our team doctor, oh, yeah. he had already done my shoulder and my knee. Um, and so I called him and said, uh, so we ended up having surgery on Christmas Eve day. Wow. On my Achilles. So, wow. I, and I, my, my line on that was, I may have deserved that, but maybe not right then. Right then. <laughs> I had that coming. Yeah, but but not in not a right hero. Right. 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 And so I, I can't um, Did those families come and see you in the hospital after that surgery? 
No, but we communicated. That's I mean, we cool. communicated That's cool. on it afterwards, and the news did a story on it. They Channel Five, I think, sent somebody to the house. Yeah. As I'm laid up at my parents' house on Christmas, <laughs> and thank God it was Christmas break. Right. So I'm laid up with an Achilles, and then I had to go. I, there's still pictures of me catching lessons in a boot. Wow. It's my wow. busy time of the yeah. year. Is yeah, that time sure. of the year? So I'm trying to catch stop. lessons yeah. with a with a mask on and a boot wow. and a wheelchair. Right. Catching, catching lessons. Dude. Well, well, no, there's, a, there's a way. Maybe another beer or two at the wheel, you know, everything would have been just fine. You might have been second. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the crazy <laughs> that's, thing to think about. A minute. Right. Oh, a one extra minute, minute in the bar. In either direction. Yeah. And I'm not the one on the road. Right. Yeah, that's that's the, how this weird world works. That's crazy. Man. Yeah, crazy. That's crazy. crazy. So kind of you, you mentioned it, so I think that's a perfect segue. You're, you're coaching, you're teaching that you're doing with young people. Um, I mean, going from a player – to a, to a leader of young people with coaching and instruction. Number one, tell us about the programs that you're working with. Sure. Number two, how has that impacted, you think, those young people? And number three, how does it impact Jamie Bluma on a sense of being able to serve those folks? Uh, two things. One, I, the, the line I use now is like, I, I know I was a decent player because I was good enough to make it to the big leagues, but having coached for 22 years, I think I'm a better coach than I was a player. Um, just because I want kids to love the game. I've been fortunate enough to have some students that have made it to the highest level. Oh, have you really? Yeah, Brian Stanick, yeah. who pitches for the Astros, was yeah. one of my former students. Oh, John Means, who threw a new hitter with the Orioles. Orioles, yep. Had a fortunate opportunity to work with him. Um, so to, to have two guys do that, I mean, that's crazy. That's and awesome. that's, that's the cool, cool thing about just instruction in general in Kansas City is getting better and better. Not just myself, right. but there's a ton of other people in town. Right. And the talent here and the, and the instruction is, is through the roof. So fortunately, when I got done in 2000, uh, I was able to start coaching and teaching with an outfit called Old Ball Game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually was in the building that is now Mac and Sites. Uh, so I started with those guys, John Patton, uh, whose dad was Marty Patton. Oh, yeah. I worked oh, with him. Wow. Corey Owen, who I still work with now at Home Field, uh, was part of that group. So I've been with those guys for almost 22 years. And so it was just started that's hourly, awesome. you know, teaching lessons and trying to get a, a little rapport with right. kids and, and, right. and doing that stuff and helping coach camp and kind of doing anything and everything. Uh, and then I got an opportunity to do some coaching in Alaska where I had played uh, and ended up with Jacoby Ellsbury in center field wow. one year and Mike Pelfrey That's and crazy. Mike Zagurski from KU that made yeah. it to the big league. So to, to coach younger kids and then get a chance to coach some college kids at that talent was, was cool. So I did that for two summers and then been coaching and teaching and doing that with, I was with 68s for six or seven years and now I'm with home field and we got some big things coming with home field. We got a big, uh, place out in Olathe off of Kansas City Road next to Furniture Mall, Kansas is our spot. And we've oh, yeah. got one on Bannister we've had some, Road. We uh, have fantasy camp practices. Yep. Yeah, and we do yep. fantasy camp practices yep. a little bit on the one on Bannister. Mm-hmm. And then our organization is the one that's uh, got the project going out uh, where Schlitterbahn used to be. Oh, yeah. So okay. that's uh, that's home field project. So that's going to be a destination spot. So a really right. youth destination with, I think, a Margaritaville Hotel, a water park again, Right. Indoor fields, wow. outdoor indoor well, training facility, cool. outdoor fields. Cool. Uh, so wow. that's all in the works. So, that's so how does that feel doing. like being a mentor to these young guys? You've been there, done that, being drafted, you know, being a, a stud in college and also in the pros. Like, how does that feel to kind of help mentor these young guys through the process? It's a blast. I, I, I reach back. Like one of the first lessons I remember ever having was Joe Carter's son. Oh, and so Joe was a huge Wichita State yeah. alum. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and so I realized early on that. Joe Carter's son doesn't listen to his dad. Right. And so, so that's mm, been a crazy thing. Like, regardless no different of who than your any father other is. So kid, I, yeah. and we Rand can't and, relate to that at all. Right. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> and so and, and Joe Rand's kids and Jeff Montgomery's kids and all that. And I coached nice. some travel ball. Like, 
It doesn't matter who their dad is. They don't listen to dad. They can be saying the exact same things. And it doesn't matter if your dad is Joe Randa or Bobby Kerr or Darren Copeland. I can say something and they'll listen. And that's, you know, and just try to explain to them, you know, fundamentals and have fun and and respect the game and love it. And that's the the fun thing for me. It's great that I've had Ryan Stanick and John Means and all the guys that have played collegiately and professionally. But, and when I run into a kid at a restaurant who's now 26 years old and works at Black and Beach and he sees me at dinner and says, what's up, coach? How cool that means he that? had a great baseball experience, whether he played past high school or even played in high school. Right. That's what means the world to me because you're trying to develop young men. Absolutely. You know? And the, the truth is not nobody's going to make it right. at the highest level. You know, be a good human, uh, right. help be a benefit to society and do good things and, and pay it forward when you get the opportunity. I mean, all the kids that have worked for me or I've worked with, I mean, that's the thing moving forward. I try to tell them, like, when you have the opportunity, you know, do the same things for the people that you're working with. Absolutely. You know, know, we we talk about this in our business all the time is, you know, there's basement people and elevator people, right? Sure. And you always want to hang out with the elevator people that are going to lift you up, right? Because coaches have more influence on those young kids than almost anyone else in their life, right? Amen. And they they remember that. So whether you're at a ball game or a restaurant or something like that, for those people to come up and say thank you, dude, that's that's huge. Huge. One of my lines is collect good people. That's yeah, what I yeah. say. We I mean, say the same thing essentially, but yeah. we, you know, we hire for heart and work yep. ethic. I remember Gene Stevenson saying, "You are only as good as the people you surround yourself with." And I didn't think I was listening to that comment when I was twenty nineteen years 20 old at Wichita State. Right, right, yeah, but right. now that I'm fifty years old, um, that is absolutely one hundred percent true. So you guys know, and uh, and you, you just you surround yourself with good people. Good things are going to happen. That's all day absolutely long. Absolutely, all day true. long. Yeah. Yep. All day long. Um, so coaching young people, teaching young people, I'm sure you get kids and, and folks of all ages, all body types, like and just like you said, serve them, coach them up in baseball and in life, right? Yep. So you growing up, you didn't have the prototypical Major League Baseball frame, right? Like you, were- I wish I would ever be asked, did you pitch? I never get that. Right. What do I get? Right. You catcher. Catch. Right. <laughs> you catch. Yes. catcher. So I think that's kind of a, a maybe one of like an adversity that you like, hey, I'm going to prove these people wrong. Like I don't have to be six foot five. Sure. Right. Well, 200 two, pounds. Two things. And I'll say this and I say this to my students, whether they believe me or not. Like I, I was a guy that battled my weight all the time. You know, it was always. And so every spring training, I tried to weigh in at 199. Because 199 looks 20 pounds less than 200 right. when you're 5'11". Right. Sure. You know, and that was it. And in college, I probably pitched it 200, 205. 210 was probably my best weight. You know, but then I'd have a tendency to end up the season at 220 or 230 mm. and, and then have to work all off season. Uh, to get back. So what, it was, what were you doing during about, the offseason to cause that? Jimmy? The, the, the <laughs> beers are good. <laughs> They're so cold. I enjoy food. Never trust a skinny cook. <laughs> right. right? Um, so that was that was all. So I try to explain to guys, like, I, I wasn't the guy that it was just – we had to run a sub-six mile at Wichita State. That oh, wow. was work. Holy I mean, that was something we had to do every year. That's fast. Yeah. So That's the first fast. year I didn't make it. My younger brother never made it. I'll give him shit about that. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, good. Um, but that, that's the thing. And it, it – some guys are just such naturally talented athletes. Yeah. I wasn't that guy. I mean, maybe I was good. I had a good arm, but I had to work for everything. That's and right. and the, the irony of it was being a shorter guy. I remember the first fantasy camp that I did, and it was Marty Patton, myself, and Jeff Montgomery standing there teach, talking about pitching. I'm like, not one of us six foot tall. <laughs> right. 
that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's good company. Yeah. 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 So that, that was fun. Yeah. So. But that gives the other kids and the young ones hope of like, hey, I don't have to be that prototypical 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, no. And, five. and that's right. what you see. I mean, that's, that's the beauty. Yeah, I say yeah. that all the time. That's the beauty of baseball. Yeah. Is you can be six foot seven and be Aaron Judge, or you can mm-hmm. be five foot nine Tom Jose Gordon. Altuve, Tom Gordon. Yeah, yeah. He's an ex Royal. Yeah. Tom yeah. Gordon. Flash wasn't, he wasn't even five ten, I don't think. Wow. Yeah. And so, doesn't matter. Yeah, it's I, do. I love that yeah. picture of Altuve and Judge at second Dude, base from a couple yeah. years ago. It's like, like that's crazy. A baby. Right. <laughs> With a monster. It's yes. amazing. Yeah. So that's the yeah. beauty of this sport that's different than football, different than basketball yeah. and, and those things. There's a certain. Well, baseball, right. man, we take all kinds. Speaking oh, of oh, uh, the exactly. beauty, okay. speaking of the beauty of uh, the sport, sometimes in baseball they do crazy stuff before games. There we go. <laughs> I've and, heard about those. There and we go. Uh, the then California Angels, correct, did something. And actually, they do this often. I I found out the oh, okay. Angels specifically. It's like a thing for the Angels. Okay. And they did a cow milking contest. Correct. Right. Which yeah. you'd had a little bit of experience. A little bit. Not a ton. But so. But you were in the bullpen, right? So tell this, the, tell the whole story. So I, I was in Indianapolis the night before, and as we've discussed already, I didn't maybe wasn't in my hotel room a lot at night. So Mike Jersley was our manager, and he called the called the room. He's like, "You you answered what in the world? You okay? Are you sick?" He said, "Well, good thing that you're in your room because you're going to the big leagues." That was, so this is day. Oh. This is first ever. So call yeah, up. so it's first first and only. Um, so I I ended up having to go. Yada, 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 get on a plane the next morning, fly to Anaheim, figure out how to get a cab to the stadium, all that stuff. So I remember dragging my luggage across the outfield from the right field bullpen into the, into the dugout. Well, I knew Todd Green and Mike Holtz on the Angels yep. I played against in college. college yeah. They're like, Ooh, yeah. you know, and they're right. rookies too. So it was kind of a cool thing. That's so I get to the dugout. Well, I had not been to big league camp yet. So I don't know. I don't even know the manager. I don't know Bob Boone. I know his son. Because right, I played yeah. against him. Yeah, Aaron and I had played against each other and, and together with the Anchorage Glacier Pilots. But I had not been to big league camp, so I didn't really know. The only guys Nobody that I knew. Nobody knew you were then, really. Not really. Just the guys yeah. that were already in the big leagues that had been in AAA. You know, right. Randa and Vidiello and, and some of those guys that I had was seen Damon in AAA. There? Uh, Damon was up, yeah. yep. yep. So you literally had no idea really what was going on. No, so I ended up going into the manager's office, and there was some sort of a, a roster snafu of some or whatever and I don't know if it was Julio Valero and Tim Pugh were the two pitchers, and then Bip Roberts. Yep. So Bip Roberts was going to work out before the game. If he goes on the DL, I'm active. If Bip Roberts doesn't go on the DL, I go back, back to, to Indy. Indy. I go back to Indy the next morning. So as we know about Bip Roberts, Bip Roberts had a tendency to not play in the, college, or in the, right. in the World Series, whatever. So Bip goes on the DL. Didn't he take himself out of a game? In the World Series, yeah. Wow. In, the um, wow. in the World Series. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that's another whole show, probably. Right. Um, so... You're at, you're active, so I go down the bullpen and Jose Rosado, if you remember him, another oh, yeah. rookie, same draft as me. Uh, he started in like bottom of the fifth. Uh, there was a pop up by the dugout. And he was a super athletic pitcher. Mm-hmm. Don't don't say that we aren't. Um, and he fell into the dugout as he caught the ball and twisted his knee. Phone rings. You got the sixth. Oh man. oh shit. here we go. Did, yeah, the, here we did go. the nerves just? Oh, just absolutely. Like you don't even really have time. Like get get up, get loose. You're in the game. And so I do that. Um, well, rewind a little bit after having the meeting and know that I'm that was the cow milking contest. So right. you're the rookie. I think it was Chris Haney or whoever or Belcher. I can't remember Monty. You, you know, you're obviously you just got here today, so right. you're the guy that's going to go do yeah. it. So I had a little bit of 
you know, history with my family being from Nebraska that I had milked a cow or two, not a ton. Right. Mike Holtz was a super redneck. He done so a new in trouble. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just actually, walked over there. I'm actually leading and I'm thinking I, and then the cow kicked over my bucket of milk. And so, I lost, so before we continue, <laughs> I think we got a picture. Got oh my here. God. Have you ever seen the, this? This, no. is on, this is on the internet. The web, the interwebs. The front door. It's kind of, right. kind of pixelated. But there you are. That is unbelievable. Right? Right. So that's Mike Holtz. Yeah. <laughs> Have you not seen that picture before? I have never seen that picture before. I'll, I'll send it to you. That is amazing. Yeah. I wish it had yeah. more. There, There is. I can't find any still video. Got the, I'll tell he's you, holding this pail of milk. <laughs> <laughs> that is. I have never seen that. Hey, we wow, do our skinny. research, brother. <laughs> I'm skinny. Wow. Yeah, this is no, this is no amateur show, man. No, we, man. That we, is we impressive. Dig in. We, we dig yeah. in big time. Wow. <laughs> So I think he, I think I, it was like ticket, which, which is in California, Disneyland or Disneyland? Disneyland. Land. So yeah, I was like, yeah. Mike got four tickets to Disneyland. I got four tickets to Steak and Shake or something. <laughs> I don't know. So how did you do going yeah. in the sixth inning? How did, how did it work out? So for, you well, like, you guys know the story. So I come into the game and the first batter I face is Rex Huddler. And so he hits oh, a yeah, run off me for, so one, one, I thought it was a oh one count. It was a one, one count. Does he still bring that up to this day? Oh, absolutely. Oh, of course. Yeah. Nice. So I remember, so that happened. At 427 feet. I remember hearing it over the loudspeaker. Like, well, that's not a good start. <laughs> Dang, those guys are pretty good. That's Rex Hudler, not like Babe Ruth. Right. Right? So, and then Chili Davis hit one back up the middle and Charlie Brown me. But I didn't give up another run that inning. So, yeah. nice. and that was that. So, after the game, of course, you know, save the ball and all that good stuff. That's um, pretty cool. Yeah. Was your family and friends, were they just phoning in or were you calling them No after cell the phones, game? bro. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I get back to the hotel. Yeah, that's right. My, you know, who even had my number at the hotel. That was phone yeah. card days. That's, yeah. You know, calling cards. Absolutely, man. Wow. Calling card That's days. Nice. Yeah. So, and I think my parents, because of all of us playing in college, my parents had gotten a 1-800 number, you know, to do that yeah. for us to call back home. Okay. okay. That. So that was an interesting... Yeah, so not many people knew you could do that. Yeah, and that's how we to get would around call. the long distance. Yeah. Well, not get around it, but then they the bill would always be theirs. Yeah, not ours. Oh, okay, you know, so that's interesting. So, that so was, sticking kind of with that same, I think I don't know if this is a college story or if this was no, I think this is probably college. Hoppy the toad. Oh my god! All right, so <laughs> bro, this is this great. is hysterical. This is so awesome. I actually have a couple. Collegiate baseball did a whole slew of articles about yeah. the hoppy and the, the ecosystem. Right. That, all right. So <laughs> I have hoppy and this, ecosystem. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this all started in like the Missouri Valley tournament my freshman year. We had we had a toad. We found a toad in the bullpen. Okay. Steve Smith was a senior reliever from Canada. Fun. So we had the to- toad on a leash. You know? Just, <laughs> like a literal that was like, like, little like, dog oh, leash. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, like something yeah. like this. Yeah, yeah. Like let's just a piece of string or something, you <laughs> That's know. Awesome. And so the net and and it escaped. And we lost shocker. it. So yeah, well shocker. Don't you get it? Which <laughs> So I see what you did there. So so we end up winning that regional and we go to Omaha and so that was kind of a good luck charm. So my mom ends up going down to Old Town Omaha and finds like a little plastic frog. And so I put it in my hat and found like a, a giant grasshopper and then just a bunch of fun, a shark. Nice. And, and For so, those listening who aren't giant baseball fans, we tend to be very superstitious. superstitious. <laughs> I don't even know if this was superstitious, but now it's, we created it. So we're practicing at Creighton before yep. the College World Series uh-huh. and in the dirt and yeah. the bullpen. We had created this entire, I have a picture of it at all I have to send you, this entire ecosystem of <laughs> frogs. And we had to find another toad somehow and all this stuff. And then 
I have a picture where I have a, a giant cricket with a baby's head on it hanging around my neck with a plastic frog on my, like who and I always warmed up with my hat on backwards right and then as I'm coming into the game I would turn my hat around and I wondered when I got to pro ball why people thought I was an asshole like <laughs> what where did you know this anything from? you didn't right. even I didn't know like I wasn't you don't know what it. you don't know we're just right. having fun man right. and so if you know me like I've been this same dude since then, like right. just having a good time. I wasn't ever doing it to piss anybody off, right. but that was right. the superstition thing. The day I got my first save yeah. at Wichita State, that's what I did. We had yeah. terrible uniforms, dude. We had V-necks and drawstrings. We didn't have dude. buttons or belts. Gene wow. was a tight ass, man. Wow. I say for a, a good wow. program that yes. had been winning for We looked like years. a softball team in the College World Series. Go back and look at the highlights. Right. Same colors as the Bad News Bears and everything. We need to yeah. check that out later. Yeah. So, <laughs> like the so Sunday that was softball the thing. Team. So spin the hat around, and that was it. So that's kind of what I did for the next four years. So that's that's that was that. Then the Should ecosystem, have... and so right. all that. That's a just great fun. Story. Just having fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you for so another thing, Blue, because – you're you're a great storyteller. So, what's maybe a story that we haven't asked you? What's one of your favorite stories from back in your ball game? What your playing days, whether it's college or all right. Pro. I'll, I'll, all right, so I'll do a do not do this story. Okay. So, okay. 1993 College World Series, we lose the national championship game again. So we finish second twice. We're lined up along the first baseline. They hand you your second place plaque. And I turned around and frisbeed that thing into the dugout and broke it into like the worst sportsmanship. <laughs> oh, do, kids do not do this. Do not watch that. I, I was so pissed. We finished well, yeah. second again. Right. Having watched my brother win one, us lose one in 91. Right. And then we lost again. And another story was Brett Laxton pitched that game and struck out 16. We ended up trading for Brett Laxton with the Royals. Oh, really? Yeah, he was okay. a freshman at, at LSU then. And so that was the uh, a story that I don't like to tell, but from a sportsmanship standpoint, please don't do right, this. Right, right. I just completely lost my do composure. Do as I say. Not, not as, as I, I did. That, yeah. That's a maturing, so, you know, maturing yeah. story. Because I remember growing up, like my mom and dad, if you ever throw your helmet, if you have, we'll come on the field and get you and right. yank you off that field. Well, so this is when all the dudes were on the field. and We're like, lined up. We're lined up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, just, I'm glad there's no pictures of that. There, there, might, there might end up being a picture of that, like, in your locker. Like, like well, November or something. <laughs> And I and I bust myself. Like, sure. Don't sure. Do, do you, DC, do you have a memory of playing baseball where it stuck with you that it was kind of almost like Bloom's story of like, don't ever do that again? I do. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you remember like a particular it, thing? Just a particular time. I struck out a couple times in a game, and I just rifled my helmet into the dugout, and yeah. all the parents and everything. I'm just like, oh yeah. And you can't find a hole. Quick enough to go no. hide in, right? I remember I was oh sorry, go ahead. No, that that was it. I was sixteen and playing Legion Ball in Blue Springs and got a single, which is usually about all I could do. It's <laughs> a singles no, machine, right? Right, yeah, right? Really. And once and but I, I could steal. I stole a lot of bases, right? So I attempt to steal second base. I thought I was safe. Of course, I was probably really out. Ump calls me out. I get up. I throw my helmet. First of all, I was a very respectful player. Like I had my stuff together most of the time. I right. got up, I threw my helmet down, and it bounced, you know, almost hit me in the chin, oh, and I man. yelled out a giant GD Ooh. loud enough for my grandmother to hear. Oh no. Who was in the stands and everyone could hear. Did he invite you to leave the game? Uh I get in the dugout. First of all, my coach said sit your ass down and my mom came over to the dugout oh, no. and said, "Oh no, 
Grammy heard you, and everyone else heard You're you. You're done. I wow. hope you know what you just did. Oof. And oh my God, I was this tall. And I, that story stuck with me, right? So as Dude, I, I can feel you right oh, now. I, I was so embarrassed. My anxieties were going crazy, but oh. it stuck with me so well for the rest of my life that when I started coaching, I was coaching girls softball or high school golf. I always told that story at the beginning of the season about, right. hey, right. whenever something bad happens, because it's going to, Take two seconds to pause and think. Take a deep breath. Take a deep take breath and yeah. say, no one died. <laughs> right. Right. Let's just take it easy because yeah. it's not that big of a deal. Well, and you can also translate that to the business side, right? Because everyone's watching you. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. All the so time. So you always have to make sure, you know, even though that something might upset you, but, you know, again, be an elevator person. Don't let that show yeah. and just be classy, especially now. I mean, there's cameras everywhere, right. people are recording stuff. So, I mean, you just always have to be cool, right? Yep. That's one of our sayings, Jamie, is ABC. Hence always the name cool. of the podcast. We actually have yes. a podcast. <laughs> I love it. I love we it. have this you podcast. Do? I can't wait to hear it. Well, hey, that's man. one of my things, too, is, I mean, I'm doing camps all the time. So, right. I'm, I you know, come across a ton of kids all the time. And that's just respect the game and just how you go about your business and hustle. And th- there's some, f- I had a, one a couple of weeks ago where I, I was like, hey, uh, you know, run off the field. We're scrimmaging yep. right now. And he's like, nope. And I said, excuse me. So, no, I'm, Coach, I'm conserving energy. Oh, <laughs> boy. Go, oh, my God. Oh, and that comes from home. Was it snowing? Oh, that ground him because home. he's a snow. Yeah. So that's what makes me mad. Like, that, yeah. the, the, the kid's nine. He didn't come up with that on his no. own. Like, no. that's so that we're going to have to have a chat, little Johnny. Yeah. And I'm going to have to have a chat with your parents Yeah, once camp's over. <laughs> and so those situations get awkward yeah. at times, you know, because a lot of times kids don't know what they don't know. Right. So that's our job. As coaches and stuff, you want to hope that some of that comes from home, right? The good stuff, and but I mean that's, that's a coaching that's opportunity all the time. For the they're there all the yes. time yeah. for the point. You know, I mean that's and that's what I try to tell them and exactly. be nonstop opportunities just to help kids be better kids or and young men, and right? Yes sir, no sir, all, all those things, man. All it's long. it's pretty simple, and I get that asked a lot all the time just for as little big league time as I've had mm-hmm. and stuck around town and do a ton of stuff, man, be nice to people. What a crazy blueprint. Shocker. Yeah. Be nice. Isn't that amazing? Help people. Right. Uh, do, do, you know, do some stuff that other people can't do. I mean, that's where, and we'll talk about red, white, and blue here in a minute. Yeah, that's that's how yeah. that all kind of came about. Yeah. You know, well, I think was, let's talk about it now. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, a perfect segue. So two thousand. First of all, rewind. My dad was an F four pilot, so that's Vietnam. why we were all born kind of all over the country. You said I was yeah. born in Beaufort, South Carolina. My older brother was born in Selma, Alabama. My younger brother was born outside of Chicago. Wow. Dad was in the Marine Corps. Different bases, right? Different bases. Yep. Not Chicago. He had after after Vietnam. He went back and finished school at Nebraska and was a petroleum engineer and was working for Texaco okay. outside of Chicago. Okay. So that's where my youngest brother was born. So. 2012 or 13, my mom and dad had moved to Kansas City, uh, and I'm slaving to the grind, working and doing lessons and all that. And I'm like, man, I, I, there's got to be more to this. I mean, I like what I do, but there's got to be something else. And so I had a, always a country music lover and a live music lover here in town. And so Travis Marvin and Noe Palma had become decent friends because of Will Jennings. They always had live country music out south. And so I was like, man, I kind of want to do a fundraiser. Um, and Folds of Honor mm-hmm. had, had taken place in Owasso, my hometown. Nice. And I didn't know Dan Rooney personally, but he's a KU guy. And I knew some people that had contact with him. And I said, so I gave him a call. Right. And I said, Dan, uh, I know you. I think you have an idea who I am. Um, enjoy Owasso. Love to do it. Love golf tournaments. But uncle 
Everybody has a Everyone's golf tournament right, as a yeah. fundraiser. Uh, I want to do something completely different. I want to do a concert and all this stuff. Do I have your blessing? Yes. So the first Bluma Palooza was 2014. Uh, I didn't expect the Royals to be in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. So that put a kind of a wrench in the right. thing, and it was in October. <laughs> and so I lucked out, and the, the team was on the road in Baltimore. Wow. And wow. so I ended up uh, hiring a company to come out and put up a big screen and a tent. And so we could and watch the game, wow. and then yeah. we could have the concert. So I remember standing next to Noe Palma, and the game's going. I'm like, when, do, when are you going to play? Like, do we, He's like, you wait till the game's over, <laughs> right. idiot. Like, okay, <laughs> man, I don't know. It's my first time. I don't know what I'm doing. And so all that stuff. So the first year, Blue and Palooza, 2014, every penny went to Folds of Honor. That's awesome. Um, and they had kind of built a back end of the website where you could donate through. And mm-hmm. I didn't have a credit card swipe. I didn't have any. So if you wrote a check, you had to write it to Folds of honor. Right. And cash. So the next morning, probably hung over because we had had a good time. Stephen St. John and I got booed off the stage for reading raffle ticket numbers out loud. We'll never do that again. <laughs> um, a little bit of rain. But we're counting money. So we had cash and Crown Royal bags. Oh, my God. And so that's the next morning, you know. Sounds and, like my and, kind of party. And right? we raised, you know, seven grand or whatever yep. on top of what got donated. So that's I, awesome. I, well, I was like, well, that's. Probably not the best way to go about doing things. So that's where Red, White, and Bluma came from. So I sat sure. down with my accountant, my attorney, and you got to come up with a name, yep. which, as you well know, trying to figure things not that easy. Red, right. White, and Blue, not getting that one. Yeah. Nope. Um, so I was sitting in Nick and Jake's having a beer, and I looked up at the flag there at Nick and Jake's, and I said, Red, White, and Bluma. It's perfect. It's perfect. I said, man, I, I hope that's not too vain. I'm not a vain guy. No, but, but I, I was no. like, that's pretty good because it's my dad. My dad. So a lot of people say, Mr. Bloom, I said, that's not me. That's my father. <laughs> right. Um, so that's, that's how it came about. So as of 2015, this will be year nine of Bloom Palooza in September. Uh, we've raised over $350,000 over the first eight years, including $100,000 alone last year. Um, and so not all of it goes to folds now. I kind of spread right. the wealth. So I, Veterans Community Project here in town, Hero Fund USA, um, a whole bunch of other variety Kansas Live City like that Luke. does Live Like Luke yep. Foundation, um, and on and on and on. I mean, I could get a list of of the people that I have, and I just want to vet where the money's going and if it's local Kansas right. City or you know any sure. anybody veteran allocated. Well, and let's, let's give our listeners a, an opportunity to get involved because it, it is an amazing project. Yeah, so sep- September 24th, this year is a Saturday. Um, it will be at Stonegate Motor Plaza, which is 207th and 69 Highway uh, South in Stillwell, be Cyrus. Right. Uh, it will be Travis Marvin and Noe Palma again. Uh, they're nice enough to do it for, I mean, this will be the ninth year. It's awesome. Um, so I'll do a silent auction with some really cool stuff. That'll be fun. Uh, and then I do one live auction, which is a, uh, a flag made out of bottle caps by Ezekiel Crozier. You kind of do that. A vet that's an town. every year thing, right? Yes. Bottle caps. Uh, uh, we've done that cool. seven of the eight years. Uh, I met him through mutual friends. And last year, that flag raised $20,000. Holy uh, We sold smokes. two of them for $10,000 each. Wow. So that's, that's pretty amazing. cool. And so uh, I can't thank everybody for being involved. And it's fun. The first six years, I had rain. So... Um, the last two years have been absolutely spectacular. So exactly. knock on wood for September 24th. We usually have the Veterans Community Project mini house on display, uh, some food trucks and some items. Now, and is there tickets to like to if people you know, get the website? You can, uh, yeah, dot com or redwhiteandbluma.org. Uh, and then I'll have a Facebook and uh, Eventbrite. That's why I got to yep. get cracking on this week. Yep. I was getting the Eventbrite up and all that stuff for sale. Or you can just show up and buy tickets at the front door. Cool. It's easy, so you don't have to buy stuff beforehand. Um, we do run a shuttle. I run a shuttle from Tanner's on 143rd. Oh, nice. Back and forth, yeah, so people can grab a couple beers at Tanner's or whatever, not drive, hop in the bus, 
uh, shuttle back and forth and all that stuff. And such uh, a just great a good cause. Time. Yeah, we've you, got you've done a phenomenal. It's been job. fun. You and I want team. At, at some yeah. point, we've talked about this. We switch gears a little bit and have either Soul Shine or Mr. Bob Jovi. Bob Jovi <laughs> yeah. play the. Yeah, man, I got to switch it up. Yeah. I mean, I've done country for nine years. In a yeah, row I, mean, now. I mean, Travis and. They're good. They're so good. Right, right. They're and so, they're good and they're, friends. And they're, they're, they have names like that True. a lot of people know, right? Yeah, so right. Yeah, but I'm sure Bob Jovi probably could play one or two songs and there mix it in a little <laughs> well, bit. We can figure something yeah. out. Because, yeah, you know, speaking of friends, so one of our really good friends, I've known him since junior high, so Sean McGraw. Oh, Doug, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, from yeah. Fancy Camp. So went to junior high with him, played ball I with him. I did not know that. Way yeah. back in the day. They're besties. Nice. Yeah. Oh, in, that's Independence, good. Missouri. And uh, – Man, I just want to personally thank you because you've done a lot for him and, uh, you know, him being uh, a Marine. Sure. There's no former Marines, right? Right. And, uh, I made that mistake. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, Steve Bluma. <laughs> but he is, uh, man, I know he's done uh, several things with you and, uh, man, he just loves hanging out with you and all the things that you do to help the veterans, man. So like from, from us, like, thank you for all you do for those people, man, because those guys, go through stuff that no that's one can ever That's the very least I imagine. could do. I mean, right. I don't want anybody to think that I served. I did not. My sure. father served, and I'm trying to help all those people that have. Right. Um, I just got to pitch, for God's sake. So with my, you know, circle of friends and reach, why not try to right. do something like that? You know, I, mean, I love, we, we do this every single episode. We, we find something where every other guest has done or said something that's very similar, right? Yeah. So whether it's. Um, just giving back giving so like this theme Servitude. that we're talking about yep. like whether you're Les Norman or Fitzmorris or the you know it's the same message I was able to do something that was ext- you know extraordinary that's something that so few people get to do <laughs> like pitch in the big leagues or play major league baseball and I now have somewhat of a platform and I have and I have a group of friends in this fraternity where we can help people now even though I can't pitch in the major leagues, right. I still am able to, to give back in a way. And I know that's why you started this, right? Like just 100%. like you said, I have an opportunity to to do something that's going to help a lot of people. I wish I would have made $100 million playing baseball. I did not. Right. Right. So I had to figure out a way to be able to give back. But I don't have enough personal wealth to be able to just be thrown yeah. around. Let me get other people's money yeah. and give it away. Right. Perfect. That's special. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's been... And the support from just everybody that's been and, and people that have been to Blue Blues are like, man, I'm please come back. And for the people that have never been and come for the first time, it's just fun to see. I remember Craig, Craig so Craig Wilson played shortstop at K State, played in the big league with the White Sox. I remember he came the first year and he's like, I thought it was going to be some dude playing a guitar on your back porch <laughs> like we've done at your house before. He's like, he had the bar way down. Yeah, yeah, he's right. like, holy mackerel! What is, I said. That's what we do, man. Yeah. How can we can't mold all the things that I like together and raise some money doing yeah. it. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're, you're going to have a really good fraternity, and that's what we have viewed fantasy camp over the, over the past few years. I mean, literally, it's a fraternity of guys that keep coming back. It's not about the baseball anymore, right? Right. It's, oh. about, the, it's about the brotherhood and hanging out. So it's awesome to see these guys at – you know, charity events, Bob Jovi shows, Weddings, and just supporting yeah. everyone. I can't tell you how – I mean, there's a whole – I have a huge stable of guys that I've met only through Fantasy Camp the first time. Right. And I continue to, to see those guys all the time. So I'm fortunate enough to get an opportunity. So thank you to the board and everybody else involved, alumni, Dina. Dina before yeah. that, Chris Stathos and Fred White um, right. way back when, when they were running camp, uh, to get to go the first time. Uh, was kind of the big deal for that's me. Awesome. And so I was always going to try to make the most of it. You know, if right. I'm the guy that's got to stay out till three o'clock in the morning, 
Someone's got to do it. Hey, Someone's man. A dirty Everybody's job. got a different. Everybody's got a different fantasy, right? <laughs> so, however, I can right. facilitate hanging out with make, former royal in the bar. Everybody the wants right? a water burger at two o'clock in the morning. Exactly, and you'll and drive them through it. Oh well, somebody will. Well, somebody will. <laughs> It's your job to support it. That's right, right? job, yeah. Right, exactly. That's exactly. Awesome. Thank you, VZ. For yeah, VZ's the guy. Oh, my sure, gosh. For sure. So, yeah, and that's the, always trying to find something to do on that Thursday night, you know, because we, right. so we've done hockey game. Yeah. We've concerts. done, we've done concerts. Um, we'll figure out yeah. something again. It's, it's a lot different. Of fun. It's going to be different right. this the year. Saloon. Than ever. I'm, I, the saloon, Moon Saloon. Yep. Um, yeah, different neighborhoods. There's been some great year. stories, yeah. man. Yeah, different neighborhoods. So I got to get the lay of the land a little bit. You might need to pull some strings and get, Bobby and I on on your team this year. With, with, like, you know how that goes. Yeah. I am going to stay away <laughs> stay from that mind. one. Like, yeah, I'm. <laughs> Let's not bug Dino about no, that. No, 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 no. We, we don't even do that don't anymore. Even, don't no. that. Well, anymore. and, and it's, it's I have a unique relationship with Dina just because I used to run around with Dusty. So when oh, we yeah. were we were the same age and working out here in Kansas City. That's cool. Yeah. So Dusty and I were spending too much time at Kelly's and doing all that kind of stuff. You know, a couple of, a couple of things. Number one, I don't think you know this story, but I took catching lessons from Dusty for three, two or three nice, years. Uh, 90, like four yeah, to absolutely. 96. I believe it. I had all stars in blue spring. Yeah. So I got to know them back then. Funny. Also thing about Dusty, there was an article that just came out um, about, well, Potential manager of Royals. Right. Oh, really? And, right. Uh, he's listed as would that be amazing? Number one cool. potential would be really cool. That so would I mean, be really cool. He's still coaching third base for the Phillies. For so the Phillies. Would be, right. Yeah. Yep. I mean, so, you know. Yeah. I remember way back. Maybe, I said, yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Just he was going to be a pro wrestler. He had his n- nickname and everything. He was going to be really? the Sandman. He'll put you to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny because he was in AAA with the Mariners. Yeah, I was in Omaha. So yeah. when we weren't here and working out or whatever we were doing, sure. um, yeah, funny. Wow. Yeah, he's doing great. Good That's things hilarious. from him. So a- before we wrap up, can you lift up your oh. right hand? Yep. Actually, I have it. All right. Nub fell 18 feet off an extension ladder. Show that to the camera. Yeah, there you go. Good. 18 feet. So I have a fingernail that grows out of the end of it. Um, I have to I have to trim that. It's kind of gnarly, bro. So I was at 68 Inside Sports, fixing holes in the batting cage net. I'm up on the ladder, uh, and the ladder slipped off the aircraft cable. And I've never been part of something that is a thousand miles an hour in slow motion at the exact same time. But if I could see myself falling on that ladder and dying or breaking both arms or my neck, all I could think of was, man, if I reach up and try to grab a hold of that aircraft cable. Right. Maybe the whole mechanism slowly collapses, and I don't even know, but that's my only shot. So I reach right. up to grab it. So I end up falling straight up and down. Feet hit the ground, knees buckled, face hit the ground. But I stood up, and I knew I'd done something to my foot. So I looked down at my foot, and when I looked down at my foot, my finger was gone. So oh, I, they call it degloving. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. So if you would, grab my backpack from right outside the door. I got okay. something else Did to show you. Okay. Hold, on, hold on. For real? Hold on. For real. Right. This is right not there. scripted. No, I'll no, be right this back. This is not. And I, I failed. Shit. So uh, they end up doing a skin it's graft. It's your finger, is it? They end up doing a skin graft from here. And I asked the doc, why why there? And he said, no, no hair. hair. And I said, oh, man, yeah. that would be cool to have a Sasquatch. That's right. Shocker, I have a hairy finger. Sasquatch shocker finger. Um, oh, bro. Yeah. And there it is. So Zeke Crozier, as I mentioned, that does the bottle cap flags, works really well with acrylic, and he was able to buy a mold. When did you do that? So that's two oh, weeks ago. Two he weeks finished it ago. Up. So there it is. Hey, let me take a picture that's of you holding the right your finger. 
Oh my god! I got to be honest. I didn't see that one coming today. No, so it was in the freezer I. for ten years. <laughs> what next year? Ice cream? Just uh, no, the, your the beer freezer out in the garage. <laughs> Can I hold it? Yeah, it's the size of a pool ball. So the, the, the original. Old. So when I was a kid, in the back oh. of comic books, you could buy uh, ah. like little ice cubes that had flies in yeah. them. You know, yeah. fake and all right. that stuff. So that's where that kind of got <laughs> dreamt up. And I talked to Zeke, and he ordered the mold. Oh. And all that stuff. And so the cool thing now is when you're having a whiskey, is a giant ice cube in there. Shut up. Shut <laughs> so up. I was like, Are put that in serious? a rock glass. So you better watch yourself at camp, boys. <laughs> Funny. When we're sitting yeah. out by the pool. We got a gift for you. We got, it's, it's a Summit Lending rocks glass. There you so, go. No, what you do is you give it to someone who's a little hungover. <laughs> oh. Oh yeah! Holy cow, yeah, so, dude! Thank you for that. So it's even it kind of works as a magnifying glass because it almost looks like a toe. <laughs> it it looks big. like a big toe. So right? there's the there's the bar in the Yukon. You've heard about the shot where you have to drink the shot and the mummified toe has to touch your lips. Look oh, it up. No. That is a true story. Look it up. The toe show. People have sent mummified toes to this. That's an upgrade bar. from down the Ozarks. You yeah. drink in the middle. Yeah, you're not. It's plastic. Like when you're drinking it, you're not going to touch a mummified no. toe to your lips. It's a so throw that thing in the freezer. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you for that. You just yeah. never know what's going to happen on this. No, show. I'm That's so glad. I was, I'm glad you, you remembered that. People don't even realize it when I'm talking yeah. about it. And right. I can, wow. So I tell kids all the time, like, I can still throw strikes. I've got four and a half fingers. What's your excuse? Exactly. Now let's go. That's my nub can card. make this ball spin yeah. like no one's So a lot, a lot of my buddies call it the narwhal. Oh, because it's, it's got the horn. Yeah, I got the little. The one horn coming horn. out. So I have to That's trim gnarly. that nail so it doesn't get too sharp. That Yeah, you won't That's be crazy. giving anybody wet willies no. with that finger. That <laughs> keeps kids in line at camp. Them. That keeps You don't want the wet willy with the nub at camp. No, coach. No, sir. No. I'll be good. I'll be good. You won't hear the no, I'm not hustling, I'm conserving energy. <laughs> exactly. Wet willy with the no. Oh Here comes God. the number. I don't know how we top well, that. Well, okay, let's I don't know how we top that. It, but you were going to no. tell some stories about maybe Ape. Your, oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah, quick, yeah. so yeah. two quick things. One, uh, kudos to Emily McNeil, my fiance, is doing a 340 mile yeah, kayak yeah, race that's amazing. from here to St. Louis Tuesday, her fifth time. Uh, Kevin Apier, former Royals pitcher, uh, he does that. And because Ape is such a strange cat it makes sense that he's out on the river all by himself but uh one ape story i'll tell and it's he wouldn't ride in a cab with me he thought I, he called me the cockroach he thought i was dirty when not riding a cab with me so he would either make me get in the front of the cab or, right. in a or not at all different cab. wow um but i i love the story of when he would go shower he would get a towel out and look at it and look at i mean it had to be the perfectly clean towel before he'd take that one so that t- that was a process. Okay. okay. And then when he would finish the shower, he would set that towel on the ground and then take his foot out of his, you know, shower, shower shoes, shoes and then make sure he got on the towel perfectly so he didn't step on the dirty ground. And and it process wow. again. And then wow. about halfway through that, when he would be, you know, going to put his underwear, or something, <laughs> Gooby come in and throw his dirty jock and hit him with it like on the side. <laughs> and he'd have to start the whole process over. No, he <laughs> so he'd have to go back in the shower. Oh, so it's like an OCD thing. Oh, like one hundred, one hundred. It's not like I just have to have this clean towel. I have to do the whole process, yes. process again. Yes. Whole so yes. so would Gooby linger in the background and wait for him to get close? Well, and then, well, and he had his own stall in the shower. You know, he because he, he didn't want to be close to anybody else in case some bumped into it. just <laughs> hilarious dude he wouldn't wow. flush the toilet you know like the urinal because his dirty. hand he'd kick it with his yeah. foot 
So like kangaroo court would roll around and we'd just bury him with fines because he wouldn't flush the toilet or he probably wouldn't even show up for kangaroo court. And we'd say that he cussed nine times and we'd charge him extra. And then when he'd show up like, hey, APO, $2,700. Okay. <laughs> he didn't even find right. it. So all that all that money went to the end of the year party. Anyway. Wow. So, yeah, that's. I, so you guys did hey. kangaroo court like as a major league club Absolutely. Well, that's where it all came from. I really? had no idea. Did you oh, know yeah. that? I I had no. I thought they just did that to make fun of us campers because no, we were just old and did stupid stuff. So you think it's about you guys? No, we did that stuff. That's that was one of our things in our clubhouse in the big leagues that nobody knows about. Okay, that we have given to you guys. Wow, for really? Fantasy camp because that there's some things that go on at Kangaroo oh. Court that can't ever find the light of day. Trust right. me, it, exactly. Um, and so, so that sometimes I'm even worried at camp when it's being filmed. Sure, like some things yeah, that have absolutely, happened. Like, yeah. In the years, we haven't had anything crazy. I mean, there's been some funny ones. You remember the sure. Reggie Sanders one a couple of years ago? When, when tell the story. I can't. Oh, you can't. I'm not going. But there's some certain yeah. things that aren't for the general public to know. Sure, and that's that's our church. But, but you guys that's had a, church. But you guys had an actual judge then, right? One hundred percent. So, so who that, was one of the favorite judges back in your day? Uh, Chili Davis was a fun judge mm, just okay. because he was a vet and had been around and had been with a few different teams and had seen some things. Um, right. McFarlane, of course. He's so good. Um, and so Belcher. Belcher had been with all 30 yeah. major league teams maybe at that point. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Tim. Right. Um, but, yeah, just those kind of things. And, and just fun for rookies, too. And to, well, you don't know much about it because you don't do a ton of that stuff in the minor sure. leagues. Right. you didn't know much about it. Dude, was it every day? No, no, no. Every couple of weeks. Oh, okay. You know, once All a right. month, probably. So you guys once would kind of save up for it. Sure. Yeah. Well, you want that box to be full. <laughs> yeah. So you guys know how it goes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I know you can't divulge anything. But so you guys would take that money, and then you would throw it into the year party, yeah. or you guys just go out, hang out, barbecue, or, or whatever. Barbecue. That, that uh, usually we just had it. We got a suite at the hotel that we were staying at, and then we had a team party at the hotel, you know, in the suite at the I hotel. I bet that was a fun yeah. party. No, it was no fun it was at all. terrible. <laughs> It's terrible. That's amazing. Exactly. No narwhal fingers no, or anything. No, not them. No. Not them. No. Not well, cool. Well, Mr. That's Jamie, amazing. Awesome. Thank hey, you, man. Guys. Thanks for everything. Anything, anything else you want to promote or tell people to? Uh, if you it, want to check out homefieldkc.com, I mean, that's uh, with all the stuff that we've got going moving forward is great. Uh, you can always go to, I need to do a better job on my own personal website. If there's any web people out there that want to donate some time and trade <laughs> to trade out some stuff, uh, I need to do a better job on right. uh, redwhiteandbluma.org or bloomapalooza.com. They kind of mirror each other. And uh, Bloomapalooza, September 24th. Heck yeah, um, that's it. We'll, Thank you guys. We'll, we'll absolutely do everything we can to spread the appreciate word. It. And we appreciate you bringing all of yourself today to the show. <laughs> Just, just good. I had to right. surprise you guys. I know you're you always did. trying to surprise your guests. That was good. That was good. Mr. Jamie Blumo, thank, thank you, you very so. much, brother. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, brother. Everyone Appreciate be sure to you. check us out online where you can find your, your podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google. Uh, check us out on Instagram and Facebook at, at Always Be Cool Podcast. Awesome. Right. We'll see you guys. Take care. Take care. If you are hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, Darren and Bobby thank you from the bottom of their hearts. They hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave them a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you're listening. Please share this episode with others who may be interested in our community. Also, feel free to let DC and BK know which business or community leaders you'd like to see covered in future episodes. Get in touch in the comments or on social media. See you next time for a new episode. And remember, always be cool. This podcast is powered by Summit Lending. NMLS number 185081, Equal Housing Lender.